Right now, you can decide in the biggest pro wrestling awards of the year, the Sports Kita Wrestling Awards. Check out this podcast feed for exclusives with some of the best names in the business from Eric Bischoff, Devon Dudley, and more giving their picks. And you can vote right now. SportsKita.com backslash wrestling dash awards. That's SportsKita.com backslash wrestling dash awards. Go vote now. So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Woo! I gotta do it. Woo! All right, go ahead. I got something to say here in a minute. I'm gonna get to it. Go ahead. You're styling and profiling tonight. That's me. Yeah, did you come in in a limousine? Diamond ring wearing, limousine riding, styling, profiling, son of a gun. Woo! I'm pretty sure you rode a few jets in your day as well. What's going on, everybody? Well,. We're here. Oh, I've had, I've had a great day. I was trending today, by the way. Thanks to Mr. Ric Flair. Somehow, he went off on me today for basically telling the truth. I told the truth about him, and he, he got mad. And he was talking about, and this is what pissed me off. Well, it didn't really piss me off. <clears throat> and I respect Ric Flair. One of the greatest you know champions we've ever had, great and I've had a couple of matches with him, not that many. But but he went off on fans, and he released his payoff for that the last match he, he had. He said it was $300,000, which to me seems excessive. But I don't know what kind of deal he had, so I can't say that that's wrong. But But he told fans basically to kiss his ass. And to me, that was disrespectful for the fans he has had for years and years and years. See, the fans made Ric Flair. I mean, of course, the way he worked, but they made him. And for the last match that he had, all I said was he went into the ring, and that was one of the worst matches I've ever seen. I wasn't the only, I thought he was going to die. And I've had people on my on my timeline, you know, that little box. They said, "Is he dying? Is is he okay? Is he this? He's that?" Because by his own admission, <clears throat> he went into the ring drinking. He had taken some medication. He had been up for I don't know some ungodly amount of hours, and he goes in the ring. Plus, the match was laid out to really expose every weakness Ric Flair had, and he did. He looked like he was in bad shape. 
And when they pulled him out, he looked like hell. He's about ready to be put on a gurney and taken out because he's already had a heart attack. You know, when he had that heart attack, people all over the world sent him prayers and well wishes, and they wanted him to get better. But here he comes out and tells everybody to kind of kiss his butt. And that, to me, was very, very disrespectful. You agree or no? Oh, I don't agree. both of you speak up. Don't don't I both agree. of you speak up at the same time. I mean, I don't agree. bite the hand that feeds you. Yeah, this is disrespectful. Well, he's not feeding me. Is he feeding you? Hell no. I'm talking about the All fans. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's what you're saying. That's what I'm Absolutely. saying. Absolutely. They they made him for years and years and years. They they made Ric Flair. And somebody wrote me today and said, Oh, was it that uh, uh, Tales from the Ring or whatever, Dark Side of the Ring, was that it? I said, no. Yeah. And he said, was it true? I said, well, I don't know if it's true or not. I watched it just like you did. But apparently they researched it, researched it somewhere, and it showed him in a bad light. It did. I will say that. But And about the $300,000. You know, he's, he's been in trouble with IRS. <clears throat> I hope this 87,000 IRS agents which is about 20% of them are wrestling fans. They don't hear that because they're going to be looking in and see a $300,000 deposit in his account or $150,000 deposit anyway. So, but I've been getting DMs all, wait a minute, woo! I got to get that in. I, I, I'm in a Ric Flair mood tonight for some reason. Woo! But I don't know. I'm, just, I, I'm really more disappointed and than anything else he actually sent me a, a a tweet today he said i made you more famous with one tweet than you'll ever be thank you rick please send out another tweet i want as many tweets as you can send out with my name in it because you did me a favor I, I will say that he called me an old something an old decrepit old man well, I, well i'll give you one i think i am old i had a what i think he said you had dementia you had problems remembering things. I think that's what he said. Oh, yeah, I do. I, I guess I do. But uh, <laughs> I remember him telling the fans to kiss his ass. I remember that. But I'll give you one thing, Rick. I'm old, but you are too. You're two months older than I am, so you can't blame it on that. So, But anyway, I think my name today should have been trending on Twitter, and if it's not, I'll be surprised. Any questions? And don't make me have to come over there and beat the crap out of both of you because I'm I'm in Ric Flair mode now. I may drive Tell us them. How you really feel about Ric Flair? Yeah, I, I may drive the limo down there and get out and you know let you see my diamond rings and I, I do a little profiling for you and then I'll I'll stomp on you a little bit and then leave. Do you have Do you have a robe that you can peacock around in? Oh God, I wish I had one out of war tonight. Out of woo. I've never had a day like today, really. And I didn't start hearing about this until, I don't know, 5 o'clock, I guess. And then from then on out, you know, I, I, I've, been, I've been covered up in DMs and private messages and texts and everything else. But out of 100% of them, if I can just, 90% of them kind of agreed with me. And I, and. When you tell the truth, and he responds to it in such a way, there must be something to it then. All I'm saying is just he's ungrateful. Now, he may go back and he may 
think about it again and say, yeah, and let it go. But if he don't, hey, I can debate him any time. But it's not up to me. It's up to the fans, how they perceive it. I perceived it as intrusive on my life because I didn't have nothing going on today. And he, he made me start having something going on. I was enjoying my downtime. And then all of a sudden this comes in, I, I got to start answering it. So how do you feel about that, Rick? Do you, or do you feel anything? Oh, he's too busy. He's too, he's too busy drinking. Sorry, you, think, you, you have the metaphorical tea. I have the literal tea. Go ahead, go ahead. I think we should invite Ric Flair on the show to debate Dutch Mantel on this. I'll go. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Book Stars. it. Book it. So, but wait a minute. I'm going to have to have a few drinks because I can't come unprepared. You know, I got to knock a couple of tequilas down. You want and an even level, even level, you know, feel. Yeah, well, no, no, but he's trained a lot more. Than I have. See, basically, I don't drink. I mean, I do drink occasionally, but and I don't know if Rick is still drinking or not. Apparently, seemed like he was today. But I would think after having that heart attack, I would kind of, I would kind of, kind of swear off that stuff. It's all right. Dad. What we'll what we'll do is what we'll do is right. Like we'll 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 try to schedule this for like. Will I make three hundred thousand dollars? Uh, I, you know, no. Then uh, I don't want to do it. Well, what we could do is we could book this months down the road, and we could like start training you like Rocky, right? Like we could. Oh yeah. Morning, you could have a bloody that, that, be, day. Oh, that would be good. Montages, right? Oh so yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And so, like, the fans could like come along on this journey with me, and yeah. it'd be like a like a presidential debate. Yeah. But the go. but the stage would get crowded when we're both going woo woo and then he's strutting and I'm strutting he's got a robe I'll put one on too but I'll put a crown on too which make Jerry Lawler and make him mad at me but hey, if you're gonna make them mad make them all mad so any more ideas Rick hey there's no such thing as bad publicity Dutch Just remember that. well no that's, that's what they say next time Rick tweets you just you know make sure to have him like. You know, put the link to the show in the title. Well, he he didn't tweet me. He somebody forwarded it to me. He didn't even put my name in it. Now that's disrespectful. That bastard. Somebody talks about you bad, and you're gonna send something about them. At least tag, tag me in it. He yes. didn't tag me. He didn't tag me in it. I, I think he anyway. didn't tag you because he didn't want the smoke, Dutch. When a person talking trash about you and don't tag you, oh yeah, they don't want you to see it. That is bad. Anyway, you're absolutely right. Woo! I'm getting better. At, I'm getting better at that, huh? Yeah. Huh? Who is better than the other? Oh yeah. Uh, well, see, I just got to practice it a little bit. But anyway, that's what he. That's what he's mad about, and that's his problem. So he'll have to. He'll have to deal with it. But a crazy, crazy day. Hey, how was SmackDown? Sucked. I was gonna say, do we even need to talk about like, you know, anything else that happened tonight? Because I don't think it's gonna beat that. We're ten minutes in. I haven't even done the introduction yet. We could just close the show. <laughs> we could just, you know. Well, wait a minute. This is what I want you to do, Rick. I, I want you to do a woo. Do it. Oh, God, I oh, do it. Come on. God dang it, man. Cincinnati ruined those things for me. Have you ever been to Great American Ballpark in the downtime? They just freaking rattle those things off and it's so annoying i can hate it anymore 
Okay, I'm Rick, uh, Sid. Will you do it? <laughs> See, he'll do it. Now, come on, Rick. You've got to do the woo. Woo! Hey, that was pretty good. That was. My name, hey, my name's Rick. Why, not, why don't we all do it together? Just, we've never done it before. This is a first. We'll all do the woo. One, two, three. Woo! woo! Boy, it was like a beat late. I'd hate to have you guys in my band. You'd be fired right now. It's hard to sync over three different internet connections. All right? Like, I think that was pretty good, considering the circumstances. Well, well, to say that I was kind of taken aback today, you like that word, aback? Okay. Taken aback today by Rick's, you know, reaction. I, I was, really, because... But I do, th I do thank him for the free publicity. And if I can keep this going, it'll be good good for me. Said I was trying to make a buck off of it. Well, maybe. Maybe I'd like to make bucks. I don't make 300,000 bucks and then cuss the people out that help me make it. I don't do that. So, uh, give me something to talk about, guys. I mean, let's, let's, let's not act like Rick hasn't tried to make money off of other people's names before. I mean, let's, let's not. Wait a minute. Now, you better watch it, Rick. You don't have Ric Flair up your little oh, please tweet me please yeah i, I would love he he, he would will love get up your he will yeah he will get up your little anus and you know you'll be moving around sid you got anything to say about him um Woo. Rick Blair. <laughs> but uh, that's all i got to say about him i wish i had some stories but i can't tell the stories i know because not unless you, you want to get now. more tweets oh yeah well no it's not that but see that's not my that's not my if somebody does something like that to me i don't go back to it all you remember when you did this you remember when you did that and blah 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 i don't do that that's yeah we're not in goddamn eighth grade so and if it hurt his feelings i'm sorry rick i'm sorry but are you talking to me or him no i'm talking rick flair oh okay yeah uh, see, he forgot. He forgot. What we were talking about? Dude, and you're you talking about you're talking about dementia. Name. You keep saying my name. You're confusing me. Well, since you have the same name as Ric Flair, you may you may get confused quite a bit. Yeah, well, but let's with a K, like a normal person does. All right. Anyway, so wait a minute, Rick. <laughs> with a C or with a K sounds exactly the same. Sid, does it or not? Does to me. See, there's no difference. All right, See? can we uh, can we do what we're supposed to do? Yes, we can. All right. Well, welcome to Smack Talk, everybody. Uh, about uh, 14 minutes late here on a Friday night. Uh, this is the show here on the uh, Sports Skater Wrestling Facebook. Channel. Hey, hey, wait a wait wait a minute before you get too far. Yeah, I missed a lot of SmackDown because of all this stuff going on in the background. I'm sorry, but I had to take care of that. No so worries. I'm going to leave. We'll and I got some of it. We'll fill, fill it in. Uh, and just, in just, chat, just tell me what happened. Ozzy in the chat says, we the people. Ooh. That's good. <laughs> I should have done that. We the people. Woo! No, you, say, you say, woo the people. Okay. Woo! 
the people. Woo the people. That's good. I like it. Hire him. Put him on creative. Who did that? That's a t-shirt, Sports Kita Management. Yeah. That's a t-shirt. Yeah. Woo. That's it. Woo. Woo. Okay. Continue, Rick. All with right. a C. With with a C. Well, Boy, I'm, he's, I'm temper Rick, he's temperamental as hell tonight, isn't he? With I'm I'm, try, I'm I'm getting people telling me my mic is too low. I'm trying. I, I've got it cranked up to normal volume, so I may have to reboot here in a minute. But uh, regardless, let's start with the actual shows here tonight. We'll start off with Friday Night SmackDown, gentlemen. Uh, Dutch, you you missed the beginning of the show. The yes, I did. Show opened up with the Usos arriving after Jay finally made his decision on Monday night, where he gave Sammy a hug. Tricked us all and then super kicked his head into the uh, into the guardrail. Aligned himself with his brother, Kayla Braxton. Hops on the Usos as soon as they got there. She's asking him why he decided to make his decision. He says, "I'm gonna tell you all later on in the ring to close out the show." So let's go to the close of the show where the Usos come out, and you know we we kind of expected what Jay's answer was ultimately going to be. He had no choice. He did not want to turn on Sami Zayn. But Sammy ain't family. This is this is fast and the furious. This is all about family. He was not going to turn his back on his brother. His brother was aligned with the bloodline. He had to stick with the bloodline. Then they start calling out Cody Rhodes' name. Cody Rhodes comes out. Sammy Zayn comes out. We get a brawl to close out the show. SP3, what'd you think about the uh, the bloodline segment tonight? I thought the close of the show was a great segment. I thought uh, Jay, Jay Uso's explanation, he was spitting facts. He had a whole bunch of good points. Facts. Facts. It was, all, it was all facts, no fiction. Uh, it was all, it was it sounded legit to me talking about the family talking about if you're if your family doesn't have any food would you go to the grocery store for them if your family's car breaks down would you give them a ride he's like I can't let my brother get clipped he he basically said that Robert Reigns was about to shoot Jimmy Uso so he had to save him yep. and, and and avoid the bullet for Jimmy so he had to betray Sammy and he said he agreed with Jimmy that Sammy was selfish and that he didn't need to turn on Roman Reigns, that he should have just fell in line. So I thought it was a great promo by Jey Uso. I thought Cody coming out was a nice surprise as they were talking about him. You had Paul Heyman earlier in the night with a really good promo talking about Cody, saying that Cody has this bravado. They told him the truth, but it didn't uh, put him down. It didn't play the mind games that they were looking for here. So now they have to go a different route since Cody's getting into the family business and once again he got into the family's business by interrupting the Usos getting involved in the brawl with Sami Zayn against them so it was a great way to close the show and now Cody actually feels involved into the main storyline which is the bloodline drama so I thought that was a key thing that they did tonight that was really good Dutch what were your overall thoughts oh I, I agree with everything that Sid said Actually, I, 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 no, I, I did see the ending. In, ending was good. It was mainless TV at its best. Now you put them all on the same stage. Now we still got two weeks to go, two or three weeks to go to WrestleMania. Uh, I think we got three, three more SmackDowns. Okay, three well, three more SmackDowns to go. And that's just vintage um, maintenance work on this angle. You put them all on the same stage. So I thought it was good. Same thing Sid said. 
Yeah, I like that they're mixing Cody in with the with the Usos. It's it's not necessarily his storyline, but we saw on Monday night, right? Like he's backstage, he's trying. To, Go ahead. He's trying to talk to Kevin Owens. He's trying to talk some sense into him, get him back on Team Sammy because he wants these guys on the same page, so they can focus themselves on the Usos. Because if Sammy and KO are on the same page and they take on the Usos on Saturday night, they can get them out of the equation and kind of level the playing field here a little bit for Cody. I like the fact that, yeah, he's a good guy. He wants to do the right thing. He wants, but he also wants to make sure that the bloodline is out of the picture so he gets Roman Reigns one-on-one Sunday night in the main event. I love that they're the way they're infusing Cody Rhodes, both you know, in the forefront and in the background as well, to kind of add some more layers to the storytelling. This is by far the best storytelling no. they've done in quite some time. That's old-time storytelling is what it is. They took this, and Sammy, of course, give it the longevity. I mean, you could keep going with. They could have. They could still be going with this, but they got to get the. They got to get the card out there sometime. So they got. got they got to have a cutoff point. But this is one of the best uh, programs and buildups and maintenance to an angle that I've seen in, in from WWE in years. Yeah, and it all boils down. You go back. Vince stepping down and then Triple H taking over and then she, it started to cook. So my hat's off to them. SP3, what do you think it's going to take to finally get KO to fight side by side with Sami Zayn? What do you think is going to be finally that gets him over the hump and we get that that hug moment between the two of them that uh, that we're all waiting for? Because that's what this is building up to, right? The big hug between KO and Sami Zayn and then we get the tag team title match at WrestleMania. I think based on how they're telling this story, I don't think we're going to get the hug until they win at WrestleMania. I think that you may have a, a situation where Kevin Owens begrudgingly uh, joins up with Sami Zayn because he realizes that they had no other choice, but that's the only way that they can take down the bloodline. I think the next step is probably maybe Monday on Raw or next SmackDown. We get Cody and Sami versus the Usos. That match ended is probably ends by like disqualification with solo getting involved and you know they have the three on two beat down and then kevin owens makes the save then you can do a whole promo segment with cody is basically the therapist yep. and trying to bring the brothers together and i like it a matchup i like it i like it do it book it they don't have to i like it reunion officially until wrestlemania when they get the job done Ryan Markham asking, where was Roman Reigns tonight? I thought uh, you always show up for work. Roman Reigns does whatever the hell Roman Reigns wants to do when he shows up. Hey, pleases. that's his show. He's already said that. So he can show up or not show up. So where was Roman? I got that now. Yep, that's his show. He's already said that on TV. Yeah, I mean, he was there so. last week. I thought the promo, we didn't get a chance to really talk about it because we weren't on last week, but uh, I thought the promo exchange between Cody and Roman was excellent last week. Roman Reigns does a a, a spot-on Dusty impersonation. Like, that man is, that was just a, a great exchange to make things personal. They don't Baby. have to, they don't have to overdo it. They really don't have to browbeat us every week getting these two guys in the ring with one another, wetting our appetite. Every once in a while, got three weeks between now. I, I, I don't mind Roman taking a, taking a night off because right now 
the focus is on getting to the tag team title match. We already have the world title match set up. They're using Cody to help get the tag team title match set up and incorporate him into the full bloodline story. So I don't think they really need it. Uh, Roman Reigns tonight. Yeah, you didn't need Roman this week because I think the goal we've seen the goal of this week was to fully integrate Cody Rhodes into the main storyline because last week was getting them in the ring for the first time and creating the the personal heat between the two guys with Dusty being this you know, kind of like overlord who was a father to Cody but really a wrestling father to, to Roman Reigns yep. Roman Reigns and all the success that he's built cody with always the goalpost moving from being the understudy of randy to stardust to not being able to sell out ten thousand seat arena with his indie buddies all that stuff it created the personal and the differences between the two men i thought the only thing that was missing from that promo is cody really telling the fans why he's going to be a better world champion but i think we're going to get one more promo exchange between the two guys before wrestlemania where sure. Cody can get that message across. So I think that last week was perfectly done. And this week overall, getting Cody involved in the storyline where he tried to get Kevin to help out Sammy, but now he sees that Kevin's not willing to do it because Keddy, it's Kevin is so petty. He has to get involved and help out Sammy with the rest of the bloodline to take care of the rest of the guys that might get involved at WrestleMania. So it makes sense on Cody's part why he's getting involved. It makes sense why, you know, Sammy has this person edge and trying to go after Jay Uso. Everything and everybody's character motivations make sense. So I think the goal of this week was accomplished in getting Cody firmly into the bloodline verse and getting him involved in this story. Exactly. I couldn't have put it better myself. Well, we know that uh, even though it's not official, there will be a team title match at WrestleMania. We know Cody is going to go one-on-one with Roman Reigns for the World Championship. What we do not know still after a fatal five-way match is who is going to be facing Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. We had five men battling it out. Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, L.A. Knight, Karrion Cross, and Xavier Woods filling in for the injured Kofi Kingston. I honestly thought Xavier was the the, the star of this match tonight. I I. I love watching that man get to wrestle. He hasn't gotten to work a whole lot recently, but he was fantastic in this. Um, we all knew this was going to come down to Drew and Sheamus SP3. And this is something I believe I brought up earlier in the week on another channel, the possibility of both Sheamus and Drew McIntyre pinning different opponents at the same time to set up a triple threat. That's exactly what happened tonight, or so we thought, until... Adam Pierce said that Drew and Sheamus are going to go one-on-one -on -one next week to determine who Guthrie's opponent is. Fuck that. Just give us a damn triple threat match, man. That's what we want. That's what we want at WrestleMania. Give us the damn triple threat match. And the fans said that after the match, they were chanting for the, the triple threat because that's what yes. they really want. So I, I think that next week we, we probably get another schmoz finish. I The only thing I did not like about this is that having two referees out there when you never have two referees out there for a four-way or a five-way it telegraphed it 100 percent. i was like oh we're, we're definitely getting this double pin now they could have done it in a different way where all the chaos and the referee gets knocked down so another referee comes out and then we get the double pin that would have made it less telegraphed but i thought the match was a good matchup i thought that like you said xavier woods worked well in there la knight was very impressive throughout yep. the match 
matchup, Sheamus and Drew, and how they never really interacted or attacked each other throughout the matchup was a good storyline thread throughout the entire match. Karrion Cross was also there. And um, yeah, I thought it was a good opener to the show. But like I said, the finish was a little too telegraphed for me. My, my only nitpick about the finish, other than the double referees, which you're right, because it, it totally telegraphed that. My only nitpick is I would have liked to have seen Drew hit the Claymore at the exact same time that Sheamus hit the Broad Kick. Like, I think that would have been for a very, you know, like you said, kind of like a chaotic ending. People are flying around and they're able to hit those two moves at the same time instead of hitting the Broad Kick, waiting like five seconds, six seconds and then pinning Xavier Woods after it was over. That's my only nitpick. I think that would have been cool, but the timing would have been hard to pull off. And if Drew's, like, Drew was literally staring at Sheamus pinning Xavier, he could have easily just reached over, pulled out his leg, because he was pinning him, like, with his legs up. He could have pulled out his leg and broke up that pin and got his pin at the same time. That that was another thing that I was like, they could have done this in a little bit better way. I agree with you. They should have done, hit their finishers at the same time. Uh, speaking of L.A. Knight, Stephen Chambers asking, any truth to the rumors of Stone Cold versus Knight at Mania? Where is this? When did this pop up? Whose rumors is this? I, I read that today. I wrote it down, and then I read it back to myself, so that's, that's where I got it. Uh, this sounds like some zero. Got to be some Got to be some truth to it. Woo! Go on. I'm Continue. Sorry, Steven, I don't know where you read that. Uh, if you tell me where you read it in the comments, and uh, I'll I'll try to figure it out. But I have not heard anything about that. Dutch, what you, uh, you? Well, you missed the opening match. So. Oh, I like the opener. Sid, did you like it? Yes, I did. Uh, I'm, I'm agreeing with Sid. All right, Dutch. If you had to pick one person to go up against Gunther, if they're not going to do a triple threat, which I, I think they they should do the triple threat, uh, what? Which opponent would you choose for Gunther? Would you choose Drew McIntyre or would you choose Sheamus? I'm going to choose Sheamus again because of what they did at Clash at the Castle. I'd I'd do it one more time. It was a hit there. And so I think that would be... I think when you start throwing those three ways together, then you convolute it. And I think you take some of the match quality down, really. Much easier to concentrate on one guy than two. Because it's going to – I would go with Sheamus on that one. Uh, Look, I think Sheamus deserves to get on the card some way, somehow. His organic babyface turn has been one of the more pleasant surprises of the Triple H era. And it's – man, this guy is finally getting his flowers. It would be nice to see him get to perform uh, on the uh, big stage this year. Finally, here we are, 22 days away from WrestleMania. It's a little late in the game, but, guys, we got a Hall of Fame induction announcement tonight, and it is a very, very deserving one. The first inductee into the class of 2023 is Rey Mysterio, somebody who will be performing on the card. Most likely. Woo! About time. About time. This is a guy who helped hooked me into the business. I remember, you know, Eddie and Ray, Halloween Havoc, 1997. Uh, yeah, that, that match would be enough to, to hook anybody into the business. I mean, that was right around the same time I started watching. Ray Mysterio was instantly one of my favorites. Loved watching that guy work. I know that he has had a tremendous impact on fans and superstars for generations now. Uh, Dutch, your thoughts on uh, on Ray Mysterio getting into the hall and uh, any good uh, Mysterio stories you could tell us? Well, Mysterio, I was never around him that much. I was around him, but he was kind of hurt. 
and I was there when he brought Dominic around, and yeah. Dominic was little. This was maybe eight or nine years ago. He was still a kid. And I said, you going to get him in the business, Ray? And Ray said, nah, I don't know. I don't know. You don't, he don't have a lot to say anyway. But uh, I think that is a deserving inductee in Ray Mysterio. Of all the things he's done in wrestling, I think, you know, you can have different thoughts about different people getting in. But I think uh, Mysterio, he deserves to be in there. Who do you think will induct him? Well, uh, it ain't going to be Dominic. Uh, that's for that's for damn sure. That's a good question, man. Um, I don't know. SP3 thought it sucks that Eddie's not around to do it. You know, like that would have been perfect. Uh, what, what are you thinking, SP3? I don't know if he has a good relationship with WWE, but Conan is the person that just came to mind for me. Um, anyone else, they probably even work for AEW. It's like the other people that I would think of, like a Chris Jericho, like a Dean Malenko. They both work for AEW, so that's not going to happen. So the person that I know that doesn't work for AEW that's outside of the company, Conan is probably the, the best option. But they may think, oh, no, that's too WCW for it. So either I, maybe they have Dominic break character and he inducts him or uh, they have like one of the his WWE rivals. Why don't him. they have Dominic induct him and then beat the crap out of him? Well, and I, was, good. I, I saw this comment earlier, and this is something that crossed my mind as well. If they don't have Dominic, and I know it's his Hall of Fame induction, right? But chances are this man's going to be having a match against his son that weekend, maybe the next night or, or if it's on Sunday or not. These two are going to be throwing down that weekend. If we don't have Dom and Rhea attack Rey Mysterio during his Hall of Fame induction speech, or at least after it's over, let him finish the speech, and then he gets attacked by, Rey, by Dom and Rhea, if we don't do that, what are we doing? No, you don't do that. The whole reason that they're they're inducting him, in my opinion, I, the immediate thought that I had is they're inducting him now while he's active with the mask is because he at WrestleMania he's going to lose to Dominic and lose the mask. So this is the last chance that they can, can, can induct him with the mask on. Good thought. And that's where you are today, see, with that forward thinking. I like it. Why didn't you think of that, Rick, with a C? I don't know. I've been up since. I'm the one with the K. Jesus Christ. At least get it right. Oh, you do have a K. You do have a K. Yes, I have a K. Yes. I thought Rick, all right, I thought Flair had the K. No? No. Okay. <laughs> all right. I got, I got confused. Well, right. Matt Perret got his uh, announcement that he was going to be inducted. He came down to the ring, got a hell of a pop from the crowd there in Pittsburgh. And before he could even say a word, here comes Dominic, here comes Rhea, and the rest of Judgment Day. Good angle. Great angle. Sets up the match with Legato Del Fantasma, who came down to, to back up uh, Rey Mysterio. I like the fact that they have they, – they used that – digital exclusive segment between Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio to turn Santos face. And then by proxy turn Legato del Fantasma face. This is a, a much needed change for them. And I think it works out better this way uh, to help get Legato uh, over a little bit more. They, they weren't doing much as heel. So at least now they're involved in a, in a WrestleMania angle. 
uh, with Ray and Dominic here. They would lose the match thanks to uh, to Rhea. And then Dom gets back on the mic, SP3. It says the only Hall of Fame that Ray deserves to be in is the Deadbeat Dad Hall of Fame. And he says that <laughs> Eddie should have been his father. Oh. Glad he finally said it. Glad yep. he finally said it, ladies and gentlemen. It needs uh. to be said. But what I need to be said is that Ray needs to beat his son's ass. Like I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm uh, it's about time you beat his ass. Like how? Pay, old you patience. How many but how many they, things they, you gotta say? No, no, yeah. no. I'm, I, I, I think they're doing a good job of pacing oh, this yeah. very well. But he needs to beat his ass, and that's he, what the people are going to come to WrestleMania to see. And beat I'm his ass. For. That's what I'm here for. I'm, I'm saying what people think. The people think that he that good. Dominic to beat his ass and uh just to confirm uh i saw stephen chambers saying that la times confirmed conan to induct ray i just read the la times article about ray getting into the hall of fame it has nothing about conan so i would appreciate guys if you stop good news in the chat please <laughs> but conan would be he would be like the heir be. apparent yeah he because of their history yeah, well, he was the one that brought Ray to the United States. He opened the door for Ray to come to the United States. Uh, another good ones that I saw was Vicky Guerrero. If you can't get Eddie, get Vicky mm -hmm. or Chavo Guerrero. Mm -hmm. Or if Batista. Had, Batista was his tag team partner for a if long time. If I had time. to guess, it'll be Edge. If I had to guess, it'll probably be Edge that abducts him. He's like, he's like the fifth or fourth person down that list. <laughs> The saying that that would be my my guess overall. Uh, Dutch, uh, SP3 is right, man. Like all I want to see right now is Ray beat Dominic's ass, and maybe if he had did it a long time ago, he wouldn't be ex-con Dom right now. Uh, but I mean, what what can what can what can Dominic finally do to get Ray to to take a swing? This man has done everything from attacking his father at Thanksgiving and attacking him again at Christmas. Have they uh, have they booked the match yet? Is no, it booked? No. no. Okay. We know what's happening. Well, I think the week before, I think he will slap the shit out of Mysterio, and then do it again. And now you know now they're saying, "Damn, do something," and then he agrees to the match and punches him or whatever, and then they kind of pull him apart. But Dominic leaves laughing, and. You know, yeah, I, you know, I made I made you come out. You know, you didn't mind doing that before as a little kid. Now try it now. So I I would watch it. They have really paced that well because they're they're dying for Ray to punch him. Now it's going to take his one. I think it's one of the yeah. best old stories going into WrestleMania right now. Fa like, family. Just yeah, it's, it's basically how, you know, the bloodline is all based on family. That's based on family. So I think they're doing a good job of that. We had another. And you could you you could put yourself in that situation. If I had a kid, they would people would say, if I had a kid that would do that to me, I'd beat the crap out of it or try to anyway. But now and that's what they want Ray to do. They want Ray to do something they want to do themselves. Okay, I stand corrected. Conan just messaged me. He just DM'd me to tell me that he is inducting Ray into the Hall of Fame. Very good. Because oh. Conan, Conan DMs a lot of people, so he just told me <laughs> that, yes, he is, he's, he is inducting Ray. Woo! Well. 
There we go. Just gotta throw just gotta throw that in there. My apologies, Stephen Chambers. You were right. Look at that. Look at it takes a real man to admit when he was wrong. Uh, we had another tag team match uh, after this. The Viking Raiders defeated uh, Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Uh, this was a good match. Uh, honestly, just kind of time filler on the show tonight because, unfortunately, for these four men, I don't see any of them having anything to do with, with WrestleMania coming up here in a few weeks. There's no clear path for any of them. But this was a good match, and, and the Viking Raiders got a much-needed win, uh, SP3, because they, uh, they've they been losing a lot. They've been having good matches, but they've been losing a lot. They needed this one. This is another pretty good matchup here. Um, only thing I don't like is Valhalla doing a curse on uh, Ricochet. That took me out of the finish. That whole, oh my God, he, he's 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 so distracted by she just put a curse on him. I was like, oh God, they didn't need this. This match was going so well. Why did you need to do that? Uh gotta provide, gotta protect him somehow. My my only issue with with Strowman and Ricochet as a team is it, it it's there's a trap for this to become formulaic because if they're going to lose, you know it's going to be Ricochet that's going to end up eating the loss, and more often than not, Braun is probably going to win. I think they work well together, but I do think that this has the ability to fall into a a, a formulaic trap that we've seen with WWE booking in the past, like. Like they used to do with Finn Balor. If he's in a big match and he's Finn Balor, oh, well, he's going to lose. Well, if he's in a big match and he's the demon, oh, well, he's going to win. You know, that's that's the way that they, they do these things. So I can kind of see that falling into. But uh, regardless, uh, this was a good Ron match. Strowman treats him like the little brother he never wanted, especially when he threw Ricochet <laughs> over the top rope onto the Viking Raiders. Yes, absolutely. All right, let's talk about another flair tonight here, Dutch. Uh, we, oh, yeah. had, we had Woo! Go ahead. We had we had Charlotte Flair tonight request a match from Adam Pierce. He gives her Shotzi. Pretty good match. Another good showing for Shotzi tonight, I thought. Rhea Ripley shows up to watch on. And then afterwards, SP3, we get the promo exchange. I know you have been very critical about this angle and where it has gone and what they have done with it so far. Did tonight's promo exchange do anything for you at all to get you excited about this matchup at WrestleMania? Okay, first of all, Dutch, did you see this segment? Uh, with, Char- with Charlotte and Rhea? Some of it. I I'm, I wanted to give it a chance. I was like, oh, great. I, when Rhea came out, when Rhea came out during the matchup, I was like, okay, great. We're actually going to try to build some heat between these two girls. What we got was Rhea Ripley saying that um, she's going to be her at WrestleMania. Well, we got with Charlotte Flair saying that I know you're proud of your improvement. I improve each and every day. I outwork everyone, male or female, and I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania. Literally, this was the same promos they would have given to anyone else if they were facing them at WrestleMania. There's no story. We are 22 days before WrestleMania, and there is absolutely no story between these two women. Like I, I'm, I'm really wanted to give it a chance. I really want them to build some type of heat between them, but it doesn't. It really did not get much of a reaction after Rhea was a part of the segment with Dom that got big reactions because the story is actually good. We understand the character motivations. We don't even understand the character motivations. We don't know who the babyface is. This tell is, Re- tell Rhea, tell Rhea to knock Rick 
on Twitter. That'll make Rick mad, and it'll, it'll make Charlotte mad. Now they got an angle. That's what I'd do. What do you think, Rick, Brother K? Hey, look at you. You got it right. Um, yeah, man, look, I was I was totally on board with, with Rhea choosing Charlotte. I thought the, the story made sense. I thought her wanting revenge for the series of losses. Honestly, I thought Rhea getting a win over Charlotte is one that her career needs. I, I felt like she needs to get over the hump of beating Charlotte Flair. That's the story I expected them to tell over the last several weeks. And there's there's been very very little build if they put as much time energy and focus into this feud and frankly their other women's world title match that they got coming up at wrestlemania as they have dom and Rey mysterio both of these damn matches would be cooking with gas like we there's no heat on bianca or oscar either because they've done the same thing yeah it looks like they kind of let the girls slide on this one yeah, they've they've had Bianca and Re and Oscar uh, do the same thing three Raws in a row, where one of them beats an opponent, then the other one comes down. They smile at each other and they look at the WrestleMania sign. Like that cannot be your entire build. <laughs> well, it can be. I mean, it can be. be. But it shouldn't be Dutch. It shouldn't be. Yeah, Dutch. okay, I got you. All four of these ladies that are involved in these world title matches are better than the material that they have been given so far. I don't understand. It's because this is not the original plan. I've seen some people in the chat. Like, they WWE wanted to do Ronda and Becky, finally. But Becky didn't want that matchup. She said, oh, it's not as good as what it used to be. Ronda didn't want to be SmackDown Women's Champion. And now we are left with plan C and D of what they wanted to do. Because they, when they, when, when Becky said she didn't want Ronda, they wanted to do Rhea versus Ronda. When Ronda said she didn't want to be the SmackDown Women's Champion, they was like, oh, well, we got to give it to Charlotte. What do we do now? Oh, let's still do Rhea getting the SmackDown Women's Championship, and let's do her and Charlotte. They faced you three years ago. That was literally the story up until tonight. And then tonight they just said... We're just going to have them cut the, the most generic promos that doesn't really put across either one of their characters that well. And Charlotte comes off still like a heel. The crowd's not really into it that much. Rhea, who was getting big reactions when she's there with Dominic, didn't get much of a reaction when she's across from Charlotte. It's like, there's no story here. There's just no story here. And this is why I said from the very beginning, you... If you switch these two out and you would have had Asuka go after Charlotte, Asuka, who lost her winning streak against Charlotte four, four, five years ago at WrestleMania 34, and we have a new version of Asuka trying to go after Charlotte, that's a lot more interesting than this Rhea storyline. If you have Rhea Ripley, who's been the dominant figure, who's been really chasing Bianca Belair this whole time on Monday Night Raw, going after that title that she never got a shot at back in last summer, that's a more interesting story than Oscar and Bianca. I said this from the beginning. Rick tried to argue with me and tried to be Captain uh, Positive with this, but here we are 20 days before WrestleMania, and they have done Jack and shit with either one of these feuds. To be fair, I had my concerns with, with Bianca and Asuka because I didn't know what the story was. And so far, they have given us no story. All right? Yes. I, I expressed my concerns with that. And so far, it's just been, oh, well, Asuka won a number one contenders match, and now she's going to be facing Bianca Belair. And that's, that's it. That's the story. Let's just kick the can down the road. The, the main focus of Bianca and 
Oscar uh, uh, has been Carmella. And now they're infusing Chelsea Green into all of this. And by the way, are we going to have a women's tag team title match or not? What's going on with Ronda Rousey? What's going on with Shayna Baszler? What's going on with Natalia and Tegan Knox, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez? We got a bunch of women who are just hanging out in the balance right now while the women's tag team champions have been booked in a non-title match. I don't know what the build for a lot of this is going on right now. And Safet, you know, he's saying they should add someone to Rhea and Charlotte. Who, who, who should they add to Rhea and Charlotte is going to make this at this stage in the game? They, they've kept a lot of women off of television. The only name that makes any sense based off of how they booked her, at least prior to the last few weeks, would be Liv Morgan after she finished second in the Royal Rumble and had a good showing in the Elimination Chamber. But she ain't been on TV. She ain't. She's got no momentum right now. It's they're where they're at. She lost to Rhea last week. Yeah. There you go. So. I don't know. They need to heat this up quick, man. Absolutely. I don't think they will. That's the issue. I don't think there was a story here. That's the issue. Yeah, there was a story three years ago, guys. That was the story three years ago. They have not. They didn't think of anything else to make it relevant right now. And that's been the issue. Me and Dutch talked about it. You'll probably see the video that comes out week where he talked about it there's no story here it's paper thin if it was walking down the street it would fall through a fucking crack if this story was walking down the damn street it's i can't believe he thin. cursed you, you cursed sid i can't it believe annoys you said me. That. it annoys me because they've had so many chances to create a story here and they don't do it well they got three weeks so they may they watch the show so they may do something I'll call him up and tell him you need to do something because Sid can't go through another tirade like he just went through. Because you can't take it. Would you please? Uh, We would appreciate that. All right, let's move on to Rampage, gentlemen. I thought this was a pretty good show, actually, and had the best match of the night, I thought. Uh, Let's start with the opener, Sammy Guevara versus Action Andretti. Man, Action is is an impressive human being with some of the stuff. that he, He had one of the best 450 splashes I've seen in quite some time. The ground that he was able to cover from the splash out onto the table uh, on top of Sammy Guevara I thought was excellent. This man can clearly work in the ring. Uh, we'll see how his uh, his character work and so on continues to develop, but uh, he's obviously got some potential. SP3, Sammy wins this one with the GTH after Daniel Garcia gets involved, shoves action Andretti off the top rope. So JAS doing what they do, cheat to win, but as Jericho said on commentary, it's all about winning. All about winning no matter what. And, uh, look, I thought this was a good opener to the the show tonight. I thought this was a really good opener. I would say it's it's Action on Ready's best match since his matchup with Jericho Jericho. when he beat him on Winter is Coming. That that splash, I did not think he was going to make it because when you you do that spot to the timekeeper's table, you usually see the guy stand up on the post. He was on the top turnbuckle and had to go over the post to the timekeeper's table, and he made it. He had the hops to do it, but I really enjoyed this opener. I like Sammy Guevara getting the win, and I like how slowly but surely it seems like AEW might be building to the four pillars matchup because MJF is the world champion. Sammy picked up the win. The two other pillars were on this show alluding to going after something so I like how they might be putting this together, and that might be the main event for Double or Nothing. But, Dutch, you did say that you watched this opener here. What did you think? 
Well, what I said was, I watched the opening <laughs> of the opener. But uh, so I'll take your word for it. You know that that uh, th those kids are good. So did when he did that big dive, he didn't touch the top turn uh, the post at no. all. No. That's a hell of a hell of a dive. I wouldn't do it, but. What's the biggest dive you've ever taken, Butch? Oh, the biggest dive? When I fell out my kitchen door one time. That's about the biggest. I tried to take that out of my repertoire, you know, taking big big bumps and stuff, because it hurts. You know, when you hit that mat. And when you when I see some of these guys taking the bumps like they take now, they're going to feel it one day. But they don't in AEW, they don't work every day. You know what I mean? They work. Some of them may not work for a month, right? Or no, just TV. That's true. They're going to start working a little bit more now because they're they are doing some house shows. But uh, I think that's just more to get some of the younger guys some reps as well. But some again, some of the bigger stars will, will wrestle on those shows from time to time as well. So, little known fact: Dutch came up with the Tope Suicida. Yes, I did. What is yep. that? <laughs> what What is it? Oh. <laughs> But I came up with it, whatever it is. I'll take credit for it. Is it a good is it a good move? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Well I definitely come up with that. So we had a sleep more, probably. We had a few more uh uh Ozzy asking how long will Miro be off? Uh, I God knows, man. Uh creative Till his own. He's off to his own. Yeah. At this point, like anybody could tell me, Oh well Miro would be great for this spot. Miro would be great for that spot. At this point I'm not I'm not. He he is out of sight, out of mind until he shows up. Because it's just constant creative difference reports between him and TK. He's not liking what he's been offered. And uh, frankly, the last report that we got on Miro was from Fightful Select that said there's pretty much been no momentum forward toward getting Miro back. So I miss him too, though. I, I absolutely miss him. I wish he was on my TV screen. Uh, we got a couple of those promos that uh, SP3 alluded to. We uh, had Darby Allen doing a backstage segment saying we're going to get a better idea of what is next for him next week. SP3, interesting. He, he's talking about, I got some things I want to get done before I'm done in AEW. That I thought Sting was the one that's getting ready to retire. And now all of a sudden we got, we got Darby Allen dropping some hints here. Well, if you ever seen Darby Allen wrestle, you know he's not long for this this business. Um, so I think that Darby, Darby, Darby knows this, and that's what he's saying. He's like, I got some things I need to accomplish. Yeah. I want to go out with the blaze of glory, like I'm getting some life insurance. I need to get that, and some health insurance. I need that too. And you see what he does on his free time with the skateboarding and stuff. Like, yeah, he's not long. He's probably not long for this world. So I understand where Darby was coming from. But this is what I was saying. I think this is alluding that Darby might possibly be the one to interrupt MJF's re-bar mitzvah on, on Wednesday when he turns, uh, I believe, 27 years old. He's going to turn Jeez. 27 years old on Wednesday. Feel old as hell. I know how Dutch feels. Uh, we also had. Uh, we uh, I'm reporting. I'm I'm reporting you for that. Oh, bring it on! I already got people in the chat. Enter, enter office harassment. Bring it on! I don't care. I'm I'm bulletproof. Uh, we had Jungle Boy then cut a promo. He is uh, saying it's time to 
to leave Christian in the past, leave him dead and buried. He says he'll see him in another life, which is good because that program's been going on for well over a year now at this point. He is focused on becoming a singles title holder. He has put all the champions on notice. Is he talking about MJF? Is he talking about Powerhouse Hobbs? Or could he be talking about Orange Cassidy? He's another one that could interrupt the rebar mitzvah. Just give me all the pillars interrupting the rebar mitzvah. That's what yes. I want. Give me the four pillars matchup. This this episode just made me excited for that. That's the matchup that I want to see now. I like it. We had the acclaim defeat uh, jobbersonly.com. Not a whole lot to this one. Uh, we Don't had... do that to GCW greats, Starboy Charlie, and Jack Cartwheel. The best name in professional wrestling today, right, Dutch? Jack Cartwheel. Because he oh, I, love, cartwheel. I like that. Uh, I like it. Does he do cartwheels too? Yeah, his whole, a lot of his offense really? is cartwheels. Good. I thought jobbersonly.com was actually a really good joke, and you're just going to bypass that. That's fine. That's cool. No, because I'm not going to let you dis- – <laughs> they are actually – that would have been great for anyone else if I didn't know them from GCW. <laughs> uh, well, this was just uh, some sweet, sweet time filler tonight. Then we had uh, Jericho cut a promo with JAS saying they're going to win the trios title on Wednesday. That's going to be an interesting matchup. You get House of Black, you get the Elite, you get JAS in a, in a triple threat match. Uh, for the trios championships, that's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, please, that's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. If you if you like the elite versus House of Black at Revolution, then you add the Jericho Appreciation Society, knowing that it's Jericho and Kenny Omega in Winnipeg, their hometowns. That Canadian crowd is going to be hot for them. I think this might be one of the best TV matches of the year on Wednesday. Uh, Steven Chambers with a question. Any predictions for who will be Jade's opponent for Dynamite? He is guessing Ty of Valkyrie uh, next week. It's a Canadian Open Challenge, so has to be somebody from good old Canada. That's a good That's a good shout because a Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported today that she is done with Impact Wrestling and she's looking to sign with either AEW or WWE. I don't know if her coming in and losing immediately to Jade is the way I would debut her in AEW, but uh, that's a good shout. If you think well, she, she could come in and break that streak, too. That is true. That, that Jade, is what I would yep. do. At the, at the, yep. We've been saying this. We need the streak to be broken. I yep, mean, she got, she, got, she got interviewed by Renee, and she's sitting there saying, look, there, there ain't no challenge. I haven't had a challenge. It would be, man, it would. it's time to spice up the TBS title division, which is literally Jade and, and nobody else. So, yeah, if you want to announce somebody you're going to bring in as a, as, a, as a challenger, as a threat, as a competitor, as somebody to be, to be reckoned with, yeah, have her come in and shock Jade and beat her. Now, all of a sudden, you've got a story that you can – build off of jade which right now it's just oh i'm beating you know enhancement talent after enhancement talent out of out of enhancement talent and then eventually they hand me somebody like an athena or a mercedes martinez or or somebody like that and then i beat them and then hey now it's back to enhancement talent it'd be nice if they threw somebody else uh into the mix uh having somebody like tyra valkyrie show up and then lose to jade cargill well i mean we saw what happened when emma showed up and lost to, to ronda rousey so you know i'm just damn just I'm just saying. That yeah. doesn't change the tra- trajectory of anything. Yeah. It's more of the same, just a different opponent. And it doesn't it doesn't do either one of them any good. It doesn't do Jade any good, Valkyrie either. 
So, yeah, I'll set the apple card here. My my opinion, personally. Had another good match tonight. Kenosuke Takeshna against Preston Vance. Uh, Takeshna gets the uh, the win with a backslide, high stack for the pinfall. SP3. Uh, this was another really fun matchup. But then again, it's it's Takeshna in the ring. What else? He he never has anything else than a good matchup. And uh, Preston Vance is probably the best singles match I've seen from Preston Vance. It was hard hitting. Takeshna's just really good. Like what what else can I say about Takeshna? Yeah, and I and I like the story that is forming with. Don Callis, where it feels like if the Elite lose on Wednesday, Don Callis is going to solely but surely pull Omega away from the Young Bucks and maybe back into the main event or teaming up with Takeshna, which I'd be down for as well. Yeah, sign me up for that. Dutch, did you get a chance to watch this matchup? Uh, no. I didn't. Okay. Woo! I missed that one. We had Mark Briscoe come out tonight. And this is just an absolutely brilliant idea, great name, great way to honor Jay Briscoe. Uh, he comes out and announces the Reach for the Sky ladder match SP3 at Supercard of Honor March 31st. The Lucha Bros are the uh, first team that is going to enter into that matchup, which will determine the new Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. The second that he said Reach for the Sky ladder match, I'm like, God damn, that is just that's perfect. It's, it's absolutely perfect uh, as a way to honor Jay Briscoe. I need Mark Briscoe to cut promos on Rampage every week because the last two weeks <laughs> his promos has been the best thing about it because he just he just has this voice that just makes him so like he's like the dirt king time ROH world tag team champions baby <laughs> uh, we're gonna do I talked to my good friend Tony Khan and I was like you gonna put a ladder and we're gonna put the titles from Razor from the Raptors and we're gonna have all the best tag teams go at it we're gonna call it a reach for the sky ladder match baby that's a good dusty too that's a good dusty and and the briscoe that was a good in between that was good well let, me tell you, well, let me tell you, he's baby, got baby. You, can't, you, can't, you can't you can't invent it, baby. You can't invent it. He's got yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to do one of those two voices for the entire show next week. All right, that's that's just what I'm gonna what I'm gonna need you to we had our main event. Dust, did you see the main event? What was it? It was Rio. Hey, Sid, did you see the main event? Yes, I did. I, I saw the main event. I, I agree with whatever. Event. I agree with whatever Sid says. We we had Rio going up against Nyla Rose. These two have absolutely tremendous chemistry with one another. They have put on two of the better women's matches in AEW history. Um, SP3, how did you think this one stacked up with those other two? That's a high bar. There were a lot of there were a lot of good spots I thought in this. Riho hitting a Northern Light suplex on somebody three times her size is absolutely impressive. I love Riho. The the what she's able to do with with her frame and and her size is absolutely incredible. Uh, and she does pick up an, uh, another win over Nyla. And Rio and Nyla Rose don't miss. They always have really good matches with each other. I was there live in Washington, D.C. for the first ever Dynamite, where they stole the show on that show for the AEW Women's World Championship with Nala, with uh, Rio winning. And then their rematch, I thought, was one of the best women's matches of 2020. And then this match was a really good matchup. I wouldn't say that it's better than the second matchup, which I think is their best match together, but I think it's on par with the first match that stole the show on the 
first ever Dynamite. And this was the best match, in my opinion, on this show. And Riho, once again, getting a good another win. I am all for it. I think that we are now getting closer after this post-match to Rio getting involved as one of the homegrown stars to yeah. uh, to maybe even up the odds now that Ruby Soho has joined Soraya and Tony Storm. It might be Rio who is going to fill in for what probably was going to be the spot for Hikaru Shida to make the decision to, to turn, but I think she's going through visa issues, so they're going to have Riho fill that spot, and she's going to be the third woman on the homegrown to even it up with Ruby, Soraya, and Tony, and she'll join up with Britt and Jamie. Yeah, we did get the outcasts who, who showed up tonight. I love how they just walk right past Nyla, who is also an AEW original. They're just like, oh, no, you're still standing. We cool. You you go ahead. You walk. We're fine. We don't we don't want none of that smoke. We're just going to go down here. We're going to pick the bones of the little Riho that you left laying here, and we're going to spray paint her, and we're going to we're gonna walk away happy and get, get some nice heat there. I want you, them. You, go ahead. You, no, you gave me an idea. Since you like Briscoe's interview so, so well, why don't we – why don't they put him on commentary a little bit? Because he could damn sure help that commentary team out. That's a good Nick. idea. Put him out there. And we could hear that two or three. I'd, I'd, I'd tune in just to hear him and see what he was going to say. Because he is entertaining. Yeah. He does have that delivery. He has that voice. And you like him already. You know what I would do? I This is just a thought. I would take that woman referee what's her name aubrey edwards Edwards, yes i do something with her she's on every show and i I think that there's something there you could do something with her and she may not want to do it i don't know but i think the people you could do something with that not with the girl but with a guy so you, some guy push her or something, and she gets up, and he goes, and she's going to hit me. And then, then she just squares off. You could build it like that. Finally, go to a pay-per-view and have a, have a boxing match with the guy. I mean, I, I mean, a, a really a, 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 not a main event guy, but a, the enhancement talent guy. You could actually maybe. It could be Jeff Jarrett versus Arby Edwards. Uh, hey, Jeff would make it work. He would make that thing work, believe me. If they wanted to do a deal, and Jeff, it'd be hilarious too. I mean, you it'd, be, get, it, it'd be worth watching. You want to get instant heat on anybody, have them attack Aubrey Edwards. I mean, we saw what happened with Athena, right? Like, Athena spent months beating the living piss out of enhancement talent, one after another, just attacking them and, and beating them into the ground. Nobody gave a shit. She pushes Aubrey Edwards one goddamn time. Nuclear heat. It's there. All they got all they gotta do is take advantage of it. So anyway, that's my contribution for the day. We appreciate it. Well that's my that's my two contributions for the day. What was your other one, Doug? Appreciate Mark Briscoe commentary. Briscoe on commentary. Oh, I was setting you up for a woo. Well, I missed it because I'm so stupid. Absolutely. I got it in there. There we go. I I need Soraya, Tony Storm, and Ruby Soho, Tony Khan. You just need to buy the rights to Bob's over Baghdad now that they're outcast. (laughs) I need you to get Bob's over Baghdad. That's it. Hey, this show was better with me not watching it and just listening. I've added more in this, and I hadn't even seen the show. 
Hey, we may come up with something. There you go. Hey, Jer Jerry Lawler used to do that. You know, he was on commentary. Everybody else had to show up at 2 o'clock. Well, Lawler showed up at 4.30, 5 o'clock. I said, hey, why you show up late? He said, well, I told him one time that when I'm out there, I need to respond to it or react to it in real time. And Vince loved it. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And so he got to show up three hours late, didn't have to deal with it. And he convinced Vince that's the way to go. And he was never there early unless there was something that he just had to be there. Because Lawler, you know, he just he, he wants to go and do it and leave. That, but so. there's some validity to that as well. I mean, the, the best reactions are the genuine ones, right? Like if you're actually going to – trying to sell somebody being surprised and then genuinely being surprised. I mean, look at – Look at Michael Cole at the Royal Rumble. He had no idea that Pat McAfee was going to be there, and he lost his ever-loving mind when McAfee's music hit. There, there's some validity to that. Now, I understand it's a scripted show. The the the, main, the guy who's driving the ship, the Michael Cole, right, the uh, Kevin Patrick, they need to know what's going on. The other guys on the table, however many of them are, I keep them under well, things. Well, he sold Vince on it, so he saved him about three hours every Raw. <laughs> that he didn't have to show up and sit around catering all that time. And I guess it did It did keep him fresher, and he wasn't tired by the time the show started. So, And he just said, well, I sold him on that, and he just laughed and walked off. I uh, said, good idea. I, good idea. Andy Wilson asking, do you guys know when McAfee is coming back at all? That's a great question. Um, you know, he was on commentary for the Royal Rumble. I thought maybe that might mean – he would kind of rotate in as like the pay-per-view play-by-play guy because I know he's got a busy schedule. He's got a really busy schedule right now because he's being sued by Brett Favre, so he's got some legal issues that are going on in his life at the moment. But um, he did talk about this on his show the other day that he's not, uh, you know, sure if he's going to stay with WWE. It's all going to depend on how the sale goes through, if the sale goes through, and if he wants to work for the new owner. So I think as far as McAfee's concerned, it's uh, up in the air. Um, for the time being. We'll see him when we see him. And you'll see us. Yep, next week. Next week. Woo! 11.05. Woo! As long as okay. one of us isn't sick. I'm doing my strut. See you guys. Woo, the people. <laughs> Woo, the people. Have a good weekend, everybody. <laughs>